Are you okay? I don't know. And what is it that you're experiencing? Been having a little trouble sleeping. Finding myself places and I don't know how I got there. You have nothing to be afraid of. Do you believe in alien abductions? People always said that my grandma was so crazy. Now I think that she wasn't crazy at all because I'm feeling it. Sarah, do you know what happened to the wall? Those scratches? How old was grandma when she started acting like... Why? Are, are you... No. Cast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomCastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at Jokes on Drew. Okay, so pause your favorite supernatural crime drama and stop making that friendship bracelet because this week, my friend comedian Mel V is back to help me review Horse Girl, a dark comedic slant on the psychological thriller co written, produced, and starring. Allison Bree from the hit TV shows Community, Mad Men, and of course, Netflix's Glow. Horse Girl centers on Sarah, a socially awkward, horse-obsessed arts and crafts store employee, you heard me right, struggling to distinguish her bizarre, lucid dreams with her own reality. Bree heads a cast of many notable names, including SNL's Molly Shannon, Mad About You's Paul Reiser, and Transparent's Jay Duplass. Duplass and his actor brother, Mark Duplass, known for the FX comedy The League, produced this film as well. As always, thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe to the Nomcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. And thanks to Mel for being an absolute delight, as always, while breaking this one down with me. Uh, be sure to go to melvcomedy.com to see her do stand-up live in your area. Okay, let's get to it. Here it is. Horse Girl with my friend, comedian Mel V. Give a listen. Okay, I have a couple oh, of I very wish it important was. questions for you. Yeah. Number one, are you a clone? Well, uh, that's a loaded question. I am my grandmother. Oh. But I don't identify as a clone, just mm. a second grandmother. Oh. That's big grandma energy, right? Yes. There. Yeah. <laughs> I get, yeah. I get. That's kind of my thing. And the other question I had was, so when I, I listened to an interview from Sundance where this premiered, okay. and it was Kevin Smith interviewing Allison Brie and the director, Bana, uh, where they were discussing the film and were kind of very nonchalant about like, you know what a horse girl is. Like oh, that it's like yes. kind of a thing. 
so there's two parts to that. One, anytime I hear them refer to who is a horse girl, the first thing that comes to my mind every time is the Seinfeld episode where he says, like, I don't ever want to associate with anyone who ever had a pony growing up. And, like, the woman has, like, a yes. mental breakdown. Like, I owned a pony and yes. I loved him. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> laugh so often. Anytime I think of horse girl, I, I think of that scene. And it's one of my favorite Seinfeld scenes of all time. I cannot stand horse girls. Well, this is the other thing. So they define, how would you define it? Because I'll tell you what they said. Okay. Well, okay. There was a a specific line in this movie that I felt captured the essence Um, of a horse girl. Yeah. Okay. And it was when uh, Sarah, Alison Bree's character is talking about the horse Willow. Yes. And she says, Willow is a really intuitive girl. Mm. And I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I, I, and you know, and the, it, this makes me sound like such a cold person. So right. I, I want to put like a little disclaimer. Like I have animals, like I love animals. Yeah, yeah, no, this I don't, is but I don't different. love, but I don't love all animals just by virtue of them being animals. No. I think they're like people. They can exist. Yeah, I just don't need like to I don't. I'm not gonna them kill around. them. Yeah, right. But I'm not like I don't go to people's houses and be like, "You have a dog," <laughs> like right. just like I'm not like, "You have a son." Right. Like, are they a good person? <laughs> right. Like, then maybe there's a. You chance. gotta earn this. Yeah. 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 You know, but like, I love my dog because he turned out to be a great guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not just because I bought him. Right. You know. He got a job. Yeah. Like he supports me financially. <laughs> yeah. He's a good listener. Right. He's warm. Uh, it's a key element. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why my wife married me. Your body temperature? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. We all want to be like, like at least one day she's just going to be like, I've had it with your personality and then cut me open the, like Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah. yeah. And, and just get inside, inside you. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, no, but like I don't, and I'm sorry. Like horses are disgusting looking. Yeah, they're not majestic. They're not <laughs> beautiful. If you if you're somebody who describes them as being beautiful, you just like long hair. You can grow. You can <laughs> grow that on your own hair. head. Yeah, you can do that to yourself. Sure, buy a horse hair wig. Get over. Oh my god, there's nothing fun about a horse. Like just, I'm sure riding them is fine. Get it's a just fucking that. motorcycle. <laughs> like get a bicycle. Right. Like literally anything. Oh, you want to brush your bike? Okay, go brush get, your fucking bike. Get some bike. streamers like you yeah, did back like, in the day. And just brush those. I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing endearing about a horse. Yeah. Like nothing seems fun about it. Yeah. Like, okay, and then you're like, if you save up enough money, you can use a screwdriver to get dirt out of their feet. Like, <laughs> it's what? True. like what? That sounds terrible. It's true. They have long, weird faces and gross teeth. They get their own house. Oh my god. Like bigger yeah. than your house. I know. They're yeah. really expensive. Yeah. And what's the best thing you could do with it? Just move forward? <laughs> Like you can do that on so many other things that don't need their own house. <laughs> I hear that horses have only one horsepower. My car easily like a oh my 5, god two hundred. Oh my god! And like, what's the best song you ever listened to in a horse? <laughs> what? 
like no songs. Does this, this horse have Bluetooth capabilities? <laughs> nothing. No cup holder. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. You can't like even dogs. Like yeah. it's socially acceptable not to put little shirts on them. It's true. Horses can't even wear shirts. No. It's oh more my like god. A drapery. And like somebody pointed out to me, that which like, is very insensitive because they're not cows. Like horses like their legs like the way their knees bend and it's just weird yeah. and gross I which don't... by the way another one of my favorite all-time <laughs> comedy bits is nate bargazzi's sleeping horse dead horse oh my god last special yes oh my god if yes. anyone's out there and hasn't heard this my I god seek it out can't I laughed so okay so Nate Bergazzi had like tickets on sale for one of his shows yeah and it was just a uh, whatever the post was it was pretty generic it was yeah. like oh I'm performing at the whatever sure like whatever like um use uh, click this link for tickets and then don't forget to use the promo code Olivia and I laughed <laughs> out loud for like 10 minutes because of that Olivia bit yeah I he's so goddamn good. I don't laugh out loud at anything like ever. His delivery just kills me with everything. He get uh and his dad was a clown and that whole Ugh. first album that he just goes off about how how terrifying it was to have he, his dad He's be a, a clown. treasure. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. But Horse girls, on the other hand. Oh, horse girls. <laughs> so, uh, just to get to the wrap up the point that I said. So, like, the horse girl thing, they kind of, like, defined it as, like, these kind of, like, they didn't use it in a negative tone. They were, like, it's kind of like these ethereal, you know, kind of hippie mixed with, you know, kind of, I don't know, just... In their own world, they're in their own world, people. and you know what? They would also probably describe themselves and as really em- love horses as empaths. Yeah, I could. They're buy like, that. oh my god, yeah. I just I feel like they feel everything that other people feel. Yeah, and like they're just feeling things all yeah. the time. And, oh yeah. Oh, I just. But it's def- yeah. It's like those people. I just thought about those people who like have socially enough money awkward. and privilege to have the thought. Right, but, like but they're horses. socially awkward enough but, to right. be like, I've always connected with animals better than humans. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah we beat. could tell just yeah. by looking at but you. But then also distinctly horses, which is a very rare and weird beast. The only, I, the only way that can happen, like there must have just been like they were buying like a trapper keeper. Yeah. And the only one left had a horse on it. Right. And they were like, I think I'm in love. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I love trapper keepers. Oh. So good. So I know good. you and your O C D like just uh that's probably but like specifically your fa- that's the like a, smell of a trapper keeper. Uh, and the Velcro sound. The Velcro. Oh, perfect. And like the sunset one. Mm. Oh my god. I'm so good it. in the folders. And you'd be like, uh, go ahead. Ask yeah. me how much uh twelve times twelve is. Yeah. I'm ready. I have it. 144. Right here. It's yeah. right here. 12, 12, 144. Boom. Need me to measure anything that's no bigger than yeah, what's up? six inches? What's up? You think I don't know metric? <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to take this background and make it the background for every picture for everybody in every yearbook for 12 years. Oh, my God. Uh, so, <laughs> so this movie, uh, I know you love your copious notes. Yes, true. You have, 
I think you walked in, you're like, listen, I'm sorry, I only have seven pages of notes. I went to an eighth page, but I didn't count the eighth page because it's only a couple lines. So something you may or may not know Mm -hmm. is that uh, Alison Brie is listed as one of the writers of this film. She's also a producer. She is one girl made up of two girls that bullied me in high school. (laughs) Okay. The character part or Allison, physically part Allison Brie. Brie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fused together to make Allison Brie. Uh, yeah. It is a wildly pretentious name. Yeah. The or, name alone bullied me in high school. Yeah. I could buy yeah. that. But so the reason why she's a writer on this film is not because she wrote the movie. It is mm. because this movie, it wrote all the dialogue itself, is uh, improv. Really? Yeah. So they would basically do like outline, know what the scene has to do, and then all the dialogue was improv. Not just hers, but like everybody. Everybody's? Everybody. So so much as I got from that interview. So two things to that. One, we did the movie Paddleton. I'm not sure if you watched the movie Paddleton. No. So That sounds like the most boring name it's actually Ever. a game they play in there. It's a very oh. good movie, and I don't know your feelings on Ray Romano, but he was—he's terrific in that movie. So the Duplass brothers, Mark and Jay, produced this movie. Yes, Horse Girl. I am in love with them both. And they produced Paddleton. Then I'll watch it. I'm in. Yeah, I will do anything they want me. And to And Mark do. is the lead with Ray Romano being supporting. Then in yes, Paddleton. I already a, love this movie. It's a good movie, and it's basically a two-hander. It's mostly just them. Well, you know what movie Mark is in? What's That's that? like one of my top. Well, I'm gonna go with the original. It's one of my top movies, like of all time. What's that? Creep. Oh, you seen okay. it? I haven't seen it. Oh my god! I always god. see it in the IMDb cross section. Oh, so good! And yeah. even the the sequel, I was like, "Well, this is gonna be a shit show." It's great. Yeah, he's great. Everything the Duplass brothers do Mark is Duplass. great. Yeah, everything they do, everything yeah. they touch is gold. They're just two little brothers holding hands, making well, perfect things together. Well, now I don't know how you feel about this movie yet, Uh-oh. so I'm interested to see where this conversation goes. Because oh, they, about this one, right? Because yeah. they produced this movie, <clears throat> Paddleton is also all improv. So I don't know if this is like a thing they love doing going forward, or if this is just like if it arises, you know, the be. situation arises, and they're like, "This makes sense for this," because Allison Brie actually came up with this movie idea. It's her idea of because she has a history of mental illness in her family. Her grandmother, I believe, okay, or no, I'm sorry, her mother was a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh wow, um, okay. I want to get that right because I put that in my notes. Like, oh, no, wa- sorry. It was like her neighbor. Wild yeah. <laughs> no, I was right the first time. Her grandmother was a paranoid okay. schizophrenic. So um, you right. know, I, her mom would tell her stories about okay. what would happen. And it kind of manifested yeah. into this. And, of course, um, Allison Bree's mother was like, oh, when you tell the stories that I told you, like, you know, you got to make a movie one day. And she was like, well, I kind of did, but I took some liberties because this obviously takes everything out to left field at one point. What was really interesting about this movie is, I, I mean, I read the uh, the description beforehand. 
Yeah, because the title is not enough for me. I was like, the title. I was like, Andrew is picking movies (laughs) that I will hate, uh, which is fine because I like talking about things that I hate. Yeah. Um. So I I genuinely started watching this movie and, and thought. This will be fun to hate for a couple hours. Right, yeah. Um, I I hate horse girls. I hate yeah. them. So I was yeah. like, this is going to be a, a field day. Sure. Within the first five seconds, when I saw uh, Jay Duplass's name in the credits, yeah. I was very excited. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Uh, so... Well, they make very interesting films. Oh, my God. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but I figure you, for a fan of, like, say, Jeff Who Lives at Home. Oh. And that's a movie that he wrote, uh, and uh, that's oh, a Duplass I know of it. Movie. I haven't seen it, though. Okay. Have you seen Cyrus? It's like an old Jonah Hill movie that, <sighs> back in his still wildly fat days. A wildly fat? Wildly fat. Like, real big. He didn't have the energy to be wild. Like, weirdly super bad is him, like, on the come down. Yeah, (laughs) it's weird. uh, Cyrus, I think, was maybe the first movie I saw. No, I never saw that. And, yeah, it's him, uh, Mary Steenburgen, and uh, I want to say John C. Riley. It's a really fun independent movie, uh, but really fucked up, which is kind of what the Duplass brothers do. They either find something that's really crazy original specific stuff or it's so like out of this world crazy yeah on some level like right but i feel like they're they do it in a way so this this movie it, it genuinely started one way and it's so accessible and so it's wildly straightforward it, for yeah. what this really goes on but uh, so as it's getting more and more ridiculous you're i think you're more inclined to go along for the ride yeah because and i i, I don't want to say writing especially knowing now that it was Im- improv well i mean everything's still outlined right. like, but there's it, still but a, it's a so, place that it's heading sure it's so thoughtful it you know i but i really thought you know, oh wow, they're really nailing this horse girl thing. Yeah. You know, this will be really fun. I've also been in those situations, like for all the things that are kind of either creepy or awkward or bananas in this movie, the things that made me cringe the most are the awkward situations with the horse with the other people who actually raise and and perform with the horse like the ranchers yes where it's like oh she's here again i can't tell you how many jobs i've had in the like in with the public where it's like somebody who's there all the time at your job but doesn't work there yes and they're there all the time and they just just want to chat people up they think you're like family with them and you're like no, you're just out of your mind. And it happens so often. It, it, and this reminded me of all those situations and it irked me out. There were there were so many little uncomfortable things like that. There was one um uh like at the, first of all, for the first hour of this movie, I couldn't remember the word stable. <laughs> I don't know why. 
By the so, way, another great title for this movie would have been Un-Stable. Ooh, two on the nose, though. I liked kind of not knowing it, yeah. how much it was going to you know, fall apart. Yeah, can I tell you, like, the reason why I thought this movie was terrific for you, it, without see, before I saw it, because I, I, I asked you before I yeah. watched the movie, because yeah. the movie only came out on Friday. Yes. And we had talked about this weeks ago. I saw the trailer. Yep. I saw the name of it. Yes. And I read the description and I was like, this yeah. can only be either so wild and crazy that it's good or terrible. Or terrible. But either way, yeah. it would have been great. Right. Yeah. And you know, and seeing the people involved and everything, I was like, I was like, cool. I loved and the then cast. in the back of my head, I think Netflix has a strategy for these things because this time last year, you, myself, and Kevin Dolan were doing Velvet Buzzsaw, and this is that kind of a thought. It's that trippy, weird, genre-bending type thing where you don't know what the hell is going on. This movie started off one kind of crazy and ended up a completely different kind of crazy. If you had to pinpoint a genre out of this the only thing i could the only way i would describe it i'd be like it's um it's an art film yeah um which i want to get more on that yeah yeah uh only because it like it's 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 like three different movies right or it's at least two different movies It, it you can't pin it down yeah um it started off, you know, and again, I, I in the beginning, I, I really just wanted to hate on it a right. little, yeah, because it was so like it really did seem like it was this sort of quirky, like look sure. at this, yeah, you know, clumsy, socially awkward horse right. girl, yeah, and I was like, this is fine. And and like Molly Shannon was there, which by the way she's been in I think every one but one of Jeff Banna's movies. Oh, yeah, really? Apparently this guy has quite like kind of like the cult of actor, like a st- a stable of oh. actors that he uses from uh, time to time. Because again, maybe because it lends to the improv stuff that he yeah, has a maybe. lot of yeah. lot of people who were in the comedic yes. trade. Because Molly Shannon. Paul Reiser. Yep. There was somebody else that I noted that was also in uh, a bunch of his uh, his movies as well. But yeah, obviously, you know, he's hooked up with the Duplass guys. The but there's you know a certain amount of people that have been. I know um, Aubrey Plaza as was in like every movie except for this one. Okay, so he yeah. uses like a certain amount of people. Basically, and this one has some of that. Yeah, but I mean, it started off like I really, I really, I I liked it. I liked the characters, or I liked to not like the characters. Yeah, she works in a fucking craft store. Uh, Of course, she does. Yeah, of course she does. Um, And what was it? Uh, And Molly Shannon was pitch perfect as like that kind of that coworker that that especially like a motherly doesn't have kids. Oh my god! Yes, there's so many of that in retail that I worked with. Oh my god. Just you've been at this job since high school, you know, but you never were like promoted. You're just kind of like everybody's mom. Though I also, what I liked is that at the beginning, Molly Shannon's character, you know, she's talking about doing the home DNA thing. And I'm one person. I hate every person I've ever met 
who has bragged about being one percent anything. Yeah, one. I to make hate you. You're them. not interesting now. <laughs> like just because you found out a, a very small amount of information. And like, and I I don't. What do you gain? I also read a book today. Do you want me to tell yeah, you about but it? But like, what do you yeah. gain by being that? Nothing. Like, and it's usually racist. It's always racist. <laughs> and also, like, so do you have closure? Right. Now? I always thought I was Cantonese. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I always felt like a, you know. I always thought I was from Djibouti. Yeah. Like, exactly. you fucking didn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. This movie, like, so Jeff Bana makes a lot of, like, weird shit. And I kind of... yeah. So the first time I ever heard about him was he was the writer of the movie I Heart Huckabees. If you've ever oh, seen yes, I, I saw Heart Huckabees. Now, that movie is like, tr- you know, trying to be very philosophical to yes. make yourself, you know, yourself feel better for enjoying the movie. I think that movie sucks complete okay. shit. So it made me, when I saw that, kind of go, oh... Uh. This is not going to be fun or it's going to try to be smarter than it is or it's going to try to do. But then I had the balance with the Duplass guys because I like what they do. So that kind of, you know, especially uh, I think the last besides Paddleton. Um, did you see the the one I love? It's with uh, this Elizabeth Moss and no. Mark Duplass where they're like a married couple. That's no. like, no. Uh, it's it's very good. I, I watch him do. Anything. I believe he's, that might still he's be so on. So dreamy. Hulu. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I saw him uh, a long time ago. You know, obviously with uh, uh, the league. The league uh, is like a fantasy football league comedy show. Oh on, yeah, on yeah. FX. Okay, yeah. It's got everybody. It's it's a perfect comedy show. But he was so funny in that. And I hadn't seen him in too much outside of that. And now I get to see all his indie side. And they make amazingly good choices. I mean, between they have Room 104 is like an HBO show they're doing right now. They're obviously doing stuff like Paddleton in this movie and and still obviously acting independently uh, at the same time. So they just keep going. And I've heard interviews with these guys and they're just just so so likable and like... Uh, I hate them, but I can't. They're open about like mental illness stuff, and I think that's what probably jived with this one that they really want to do. But it. what was so smart about the way that they did this, yeah, was they they sort of painted a picture one way. You, you and when I say you, I mean me. Uh, but you know, I decided yeah. in the in the beginning of the movie, this is how I feel about the main character. I know how I feel about these kind of people. Sure, I I have her figured out. Right. I know why she's Well, you doing have what a psychiatric doing. background. So I'm it, I'm curious to know more ways than one. Sure. Obviously. Uh, so this is obviously a character study yes, of this person. Yeah, but I and, Yeah, but that's why it was so interesting to me. At first it, it I it genuinely started one way and I could kind of understand like you know, she's she's very socially awkward. She's withdrawn. Yeah. She's but you know, she's clearly, you know, she has enough, you know, uh, enough of, uh, you know, an identity to, uh, she knows that 
she's confident enough to approach people. She's uh, she's kind of stepping out of her comfort zone and asking people to right. you know to do things with her and like whatever. And she's willing to try new things. Right. So you start to feel a little sympathetic because you're seeing her try a little bit and right. maybe not over try, but then. You know, it kind of goes back and forth between, you know, feeling sorry for her and then really just being turned off yeah. by her. She makes a fucking lanyard for a horse, dude. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. For their shared birthday. Like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Barf. Um, but you see her genuinely trying to connect with people. Yeah. She asks her Zumba instructor to hang out. Like, I know. Oh, it was painful. Um, but I... I legitimately thought I knew who this person was. Yeah. But then as you start to learn little snippets about her background and her, her family's history and all that, right. and the history of mental illness. Right. And the prevalence in her family. It starts to, once you start to question how much of her behavior could be related to that. Yeah. As opposed to just being quirky. socially awkward, right. quirky and all that. Because they blur the lines so well. Yeah. Uh, it really does make something like a mental breakdown. Yeah. Feel that much more plausible. Plausible. Yeah. Um, Especially with, you know, the explanation or like the interactions with Paul Reiser's character, the kind of like stepdad ish yeah. character that, you know, is. They're discussing what the grandmother kind of went through, what the what the mother had to deal with with that situation. Yes, her level of depression that led to her suicide. Like, so you're getting the full WebMD, you know, the whole profile. Right, but not down. in like a in no, not in a way where it felt like um, it wasn't like bird it wasn't box. An ex- wasn't like Bird Box, like, uh, oh, what was one? God. Yeah. Well, you know what happened with mom after she went to the derp, 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 yeah. derp. And you're like, ugh. No, they, they set things up reasonably well. No, and, they, they, and, and, you know, flesh things out with certain characters. So. Yeah, but I also, it, it, it was very, um, you know, so Paul Reiser, you know, at one point, Sarah says to her stepdad, she says, so how old was, you know, mom when she started to, you know, whatever, or, or how old was the grandmother yeah. when, when this started to happen? He's like, no, 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 you're not like that. Like, it's not the same thing or, right. or you know, it's not. And that's, I think that's. Well, it was kind of almost like, wait, do you think you are getting right. that way? So it, it, he was, he's got her at like, fuck three arms length like he just doesn't care he just wants to give her money and not deal with this but he does care enough to kind of be like oh is this possible that this genetic trait uh, of mental illness is gonna also start to but that but that in. in itself is i mean that's that's how it is like if you if you have a family member with mental illness if you if you know somebody who suffers from mental illness while there's a part of you that cares and that genuinely wants to be a lifeline for that person. Right. They're in within a family dynamic. There is also that part that's like, Hey, I love you. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for you, but just also bye. Right. You know, cause you're, if, if, if this is going to get bad, then just let me know. Right. That's more than I can handle right sure now. yeah and no absolutely i mean but they i feel like they walked that line you could see the discomfort yeah you could feel the tension um which i uh, kudos to them that i didn't in watching this even though i knew 
about the improv thing that I didn't feel Mm-mm. like it went astray or Can that it wasn't the most amazing. Now that I know that this movie was improvised, yeah, this makes what I I had one favorite part of this movie. Okay, and now it's even more incredible. Okay, <laughs> so Sarah's roommate, yes, has a boyfriend. Yes, and her boyfriend is an, an aspiring nice rapper. Oh yes. And uh-huh. at one point during this movie, he's just, you well, know. Well, only when he's high off his gourd, but yeah. Only, but, it, but he has tracks. He has, he has tracks. Like a whole he album. has a yeah. whole Baker's Dozen, <laughs> yeah. which is oh, only 12. Oh, my God. I forgot about the Baker's Dozen. Uh, yeah. He, you know, when you're like just, you're stoned and you're just like freestyle rapping. Yeah. You know how, how, how one There's does. There's always one at parties. Yeah. I know. It's like every, yeah. this is why I stopped going to parties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it. He that's exactly it was the yeah. rapping. I was just tired of the rap battles. Yeah, exactly. Uh Mom spaghetti. Oh my god. He rhymes. I and I typed the way I typed it out was oh my god. The boyfriend, because I didn't know his name. Sure. Just rhymed speech impediment with speech incrediment. They put, is it too late to make Oscar changes? Okay, so this leads <laughs> me into another thing that I wanted to bring up about uh, when I was kind of asking about the genre stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie is supposed to be played for laughs more than maybe it's it does on its face? Like, would you characterize this as more of like a like a thriller or no. some version, or like a, or do you think this is just straight like? This is dark comedy, and we're supposed to like revel in her sl- slippery slope. Mental I, this breakdown. This is why I d- would take the safe way out and just call it an art film. Yeah, see, th- because like I, which by the way, I've had a hell of a week with this because I st- had a recording. My last recording before this uh, is the David Lynch uh, short film that's on on Netflix, where he's interrogating a, uh, a monkey. Oh. Uh, which sorry about that again well i don't know how you feel about david lynch but you know it could go either way but again his stuff is kind of like if he wasn't david lynch we literally be like this is someone's like college art school oh, film, yeah. whatever and then but trying to impress people at myu but i don't know that that's fair because like you could never say i could never be like quick andrew is your life a comedy or a tragedy no Tell it's me fair. right now but I think, I guess the difference is because especially when you're playing with mental illness, yeah, very but- rarely, especially these days, especially people who like the Duplasses who are sensitive to mental illness, like... But that's what's so great. That's what's so great about this film, though, because yeah. it's not looking at mental illness from the perspective of sort of people... You're You're not just watching somebody experience mental illness right you are experiencing the mental illness as if you are that person Mm. so for example if somebody has bipolar disorder right and is fluctuating between mania and you know severe depression right when when they're making those wild fluctuations uh if you were on the outside looking in that's terrible yeah that's terrible that's a diagnosis right if you are that person you're feeling those highs as much as you're feeling those lows. Right. And when you're experiencing those highs, 
It's wonderful. That's why it's called mania. Yes. Okay. And know. that's how you end up on a date in a graveyard oh holding scissors trying and to get a... your mom's DNA. Right. That's yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've all been there. Oh, my God. If I had a dollar... <laughs> But like, but that's why when no, you're looking at wish I had a when you're looking at at her face though, and you can see that excitement yes. in her face, and she's and at first it's like you, you know that you know see that guy over there? Yeah, I had a he was in my dream, and yeah. he doesn't even and that was before I met him, and he you doesn't know, know he's a clone either. Yeah, he doesn't even know. Yeah, and she's so excited because in her mind she's finally piecing together this yes. puzzle, and and it feels incredible yeah it's you know that final piece of yarn on the bulletin board well so so this is why i'm asking the questions because i don't think this movie is very especially the way the movie ends i feel like the movie just gives in to just go yep so this is how we're gonna lay it out whatever you think happened yep what like it's just it it almost Treats it like it doesn't matter what the end of this like tale is. But to me, if I'm trying to characterize in my brain, like was I wit- what was I witnessing, and to kind of so you know, put it together. That's why, again, when you right. keep saying art school thing, I'm like, yeah, and that's yes. why I hate. Most I know, of them. I know. But I will say, in the credit of this film, they had me engaged. For the whole yes. time. It was very But then engaging. I thought the end, like, let the air out of the balloon to where I was like, okay. I, it didn't punch anything for me. It no. Didn't, it, I didn't learn. I, and again, I don't need to learn anything from, like, everything. But I didn't. T- I need you. They told me a story well enough. But well, I you thought wanted the closure. Ending, you, wanted, uh, you wanted something to get resolved. It, I think it left I a just lo- need to know, am I witnessing a meltdown am i witnessing something supernatural am i witnessing well that depends on who you ask right so so any and here's and you know and listen i could be totally off base with this but i think that's what makes it great yeah yeah that's why we're here i think you know the fact that it started one way it started with you know they sort of they started off in a way that was typical of any uh, you know quirky movie that maybe we would watch about sure you know a, a socially awkward girl right which we've seen a million times yes of course so it, it was comfortable we, yeah. they, they started off from a place of comfort well um, i don't know if i'd of, say comfortable no, but, but i understand but, but you, awkward you enough where you were yeah. Yeah. yeah but you were willing to let's see where this goes because right. if they started off from where they ended up, they they would have alienated a lot of people. Sure. So they start in an accessible place. We're kind of going along for the ride. Right. But I think what they did so expertly was, I I think they there were two different storylines going on. There's the storyline of mental illness as the outside looking in. Sure. Which is we are witnessing this girl just having a, a, a breakdown. Yeah. You know, she's, she's slowly breaking down. Yeah. This is somebody who, who was full of promise. There was hope for her. Right. She was making, uh, you know, strides socially. You know, she met a, she met a guy. Right. She was, you know, connecting with people. She was, you know, it, it, there, there was hope for her. Yeah. And I, I think there's this misconception that everybody's suffering from, severe mental illness (laughs) right 
is also experiencing it as the tragedy that the outside world is witnessing. Right. And I don't know that that's always the case Mm. because at the same time that it was ramping up for the viewer where we're like, Oh no, something terrible is about to happen. Right. It was ramping up for the main character in a way that was like, Holy shit. Something incredible is about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, you know, by the time it gets to the end of the movie and, and and again, this is only my theory, you know, I, I just, whatever, but, I think as the outsider, you know, the person perceiving someone else's mental illness and someone else's breakdown right. to the outside world, I think she took her own life. Mm. Uh, you know, I think that was the finale. Right. Um, she did so in a very symbolic way to her. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and that made sense. You know, if you think about people who, who, you know, resort to suicide, um, you know, oftentimes they'll, they're wearing what they intended to wear. Right. They're surrounding themselves with their favorite things. Yeah, they, yeah. It's all about symbolism sure. and, and meaning, you know. Because she uh, thinks, well, especially in her state, she thinks she's going on a journey well, that's what versus I'm saying. But that's why it was presented in that right. way because at the same time that we're witnessing this tragedy, she's not experiencing it that way. Right. So even though it's a tragedy. Right. To her, it wasn't. Right. To her, she she had her ending the way she wanted it, and you know. But obviously, that's not how they present the information. the The information is presented as this is a potential alien abduction. This is a potential. You know, you don't even know. They leave it very open ended. But like she's but not isn't taking that everything the case? with her. With it, but couldn't you sure. argue with with mental health? Uh, everything is open ended. Everything is open ended. Like because it's an unreliable so, narrator. Yes, unreliable yeah. narrator. But even statistically, so if and I'm making up the statistic, but let's say eighty right. percent of the world suffers from some kind of mental illness. Right. Well, then who's the mentally ill one? Right. The ones, uh, the eighty percent of us who are convinced that aliens are coming, or right. the, you know, the twenty percent of you normies over there who are like, you know, yeah. so you know, who are we to say what's reality and what's not? And so here's what worked for me when I'm watching this movie okay. because I think when she's having her breakdown or having her, you know. She's in her own, uh, like she's the star of her own movie at one point, you know, in her own life. Uh, that I think it worked best for me when there was a mirror held up. That there were, she was surrounded by people who were grounding the situation. That she could be having this whole separate reality. But then there's also people right in front of her who are like, what? what the fuck are you talking about this is not what's going on this is not actual reality and obviously when she gets into the mental hospital that's when things stop really fully doing that either there are long stretches where she's interacting with people who are in her you know dreams waking dream whatever you want to call it um there she's losing gap larger gaps in time yes. as things are going on so right before then right before she ends up in the hospital that's kind of to me i think when it worked at its best where it's kind of like almost a mystery that you're playing with 
that is your own brain. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. And then, but once it gets almost like, again, diving into more like the supernatural or playing with different elements and then leaving an ambiguous ending, that's where I kind of clocked out a little bit. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that's hard for a movie that has such a propulsion with how she acts in this uh, and her mental breakdown that I felt like they'd kind of just set her free. Yes, but but again, wasn't I, I think she was absolutely set free, whether she was set free in the sense that she no longer has to... You know, be a slave to her mental illness. I more meant like planet. off the chain, like like literally her rea- her altered reality or her own perception of reality yes. took over the movie at a certain point for longer, longer stretches that became less effective for me. For me, I'll say for me. Yeah, but I think you know, as it kind of snowballed for her. Yeah. I think she began to, I, I think in the beginning when people would point out, Hey, this is, you know, right. That's not what happened. She, you know, was still, everything was sort of, it was very routine. Right. Everything was still very routine. There wasn't another option presented to her. Right. You know, but once something sort of, you know, fed into this fantasy she had, of, yeah. you know, uh, being a clone or you yeah. know, whatever once well it makes some, things easier well to yeah. deal with and isn't that uh, you know that's what your brain seeks out absolutely the easier like you, answer. yes it, yeah. you just want to make sense of it yes. right so if if we all exist on this plane and clearly this doesn't make sense sure our brain is going to the most or it's logical. too hard to deal with, so you want a better well, answer. And, yes, and yeah. let's not lose sight of the fact that even you know her mental illness aside. Yeah. Even that aside, uh, let's say she has no family history whatsoever. Right. This is somebody whose mother took her own life. Yes. Okay, not just took her own life, but she herself found her mother right the trauma associated with that and the trauma associated with witnessing her best friend yeah. be thrown off a horse and you know debilitated for the yeah. rest of her life yeah um she's not no longer functions normally right she would have ptsd just from that yes yeah just that so you know, once you take, you know, the likelihood that she's, you know, been traumatized. Right. And you combine that with a family history of, you know, d- delusions, yeah. paranoid schizophrenia and all that. That's pretty severe. Do you find this movie is like a pretty good double feature with watching Joker? Where it's Ooh. like, where like, this is the male equivalent to where it ends up like, ramping to violence i didn't see joker but i've just heard you, about i'm it. sure yeah, you I've, understand the basic yes. uh story of yes. the joker i mean like um, where basically they treat that one like you know oh he's cast out from society nobody wants to deal with you know the issues of society mental illness or, right. or try to take care of people on a level they just become like homeless and violent and alcoholic instead of like being treated or anything like that that like human parts of humanity that's kicked to the curb this 
feels like uh, like the female elitist version a little bit. Elitist is strong. She doesn't have like a great life, but obviously you see she's kind of taken care of. There's no way working in a craft store and kind of like her lifestyle. Uh, basically, the the version that I think of in my head is like this movie is if you had a higher ceiling, like a higher floor or whatever, then the joker but then like kind of had an emotional breakdown as opposed versus to like a, a more testosterone filled yeah. well, angry well, breakdown yeah. and quite honestly yeah. I, that's probably it too. yeah because his is mother like, is slowly like yes. losing me- but, me- but really and men and women and, you know not to yeah. sound sexist but sure. men and women react very differently to you know that kind of you know uh, for sure it's not a huge broad brush but uh, like i was saying though it at least for these examples, it's kind of an interesting pairing. Even though I will say, to kind of cut to the chase a little bit, I think both of those movies are flawed and handle mental illness very at arm's length a little bit, like kind of like a a cursory version of dealing with mental illness. Because basically they're not dealing with anything no but isn't that but I mean, and that's how d- kind of the point that they're saying when it's yeah. not dealt with okay bad but, things but like, happen okay so what's dealing with it like what's dealing with it in the real world so like my co-worker getting help yeah. okay right but like so who, in a situation like this one whose responsibility is that because you know Paul I mean, riser probably yeah i i mean but it's but it's tough because she's disconnected he's not actual a, family right and she he's probably have going through as much people. problems oh my with, god with the know, death having, of his right wife and all that right um you know so whose responsibility is it and let's not forget like mental illness you know we live in a society where you know we're, we're very action oriented yeah. beings okay so when somebody is diagnosed with something with multiple sclerosis mm. we feel this this need to act quickly we need to start a gofundme we need to sure. Uh, do a 5k we yes. need to raise money we are we are acting we are solving a problem yes because we know specifically what it is it's a yes. degenerative disorder right that affects this part of your body yes here's the timeline we know everything we need to know about it and, and we need x amount of money and once we get x amount of money then you get this treatment right and th- these are the options and it's laid out very neatly and we can wrap our brains around that. Right. Uh, brains be weird. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, and that's the problem. Plus, I think it scares people to death. It's it's horrifying yeah. because one, no two brains are exactly alike. Right. Um, and yet they are. Yeah. They're alike enough in that um, you and I are completely different. Right. And yet anything that can happen to me could happen to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Uh, but because there's so many different options and there's no one right kind of treatment. Uh, and especially, I mean, in our society, remember, think back, you know, to, uh, you know, the onset of ADD when like, you know, and everybody was all about, you know, treating with medication and it's all about Ritalin and it's all about, and now look what the fuck happened. Everybody's addicted to Adderall now and everybody's addicted, you know, so we can go on a healthcare rant, uh, 
Yeah, but know. but I mean, it's, you know, treatment. Our treatment uh, strategies started one uh, started sure. from one place. It yeah. got really out of hand. We yeah. have a completely different problem now. Yeah, it's you know, different approaches are are starting to look like they're making more sense. But what are these approaches? Right, it's a scary big horrifying thing absolutely that nobody is really equipped to to process yeah. on their own um and in a situation like this where she has no mom and dad right accessible and she has no you know social circle she is on her own yeah and her he, roommate clearly doesn't give a oh shit oh my god well and it's not always about giving a shit like you know like if i'm on fire and we're in the <laughs> yeah. middle you know of a a field and yeah. we have no resources you giving a shit isn't gonna help me true true you know just like, not equipped on top no, of nobody is equipped. having only a cursory amount of care yeah nobody is equipped yeah. it's yeah you know it, it's and it's not um it, i don't think it's something a lot of people want to think about i think yeah. it's, it's harder to watch yeah it's harder to rationalize and it's hard to think that and i know this is you know some of the most artistic and talented people in the world um suffer from mental illness yeah and there's this uh, this notion that uh if you were to treat the problem yeah that they would lose some of that which makes them a constant conversation between myself and my brother and other comedians yeah yeah so um so part of it is you know especially when you know let's say she did have family and friends and all that you're watching this charismatic artistic wonderful you know lively person Mm. and now what we just give them a lobotomy and then they become a vegetable and then they're you know yeah i mean there's levels but for sure she's not even at the base level of talk therapy on a consistent level or anything of that so you feel i feel for her in that like so you're taking the ride to try to see where this is going to go on top of obviously you know is this a is this a treatable situation is this a supernatural situation is this uh you know like they're playing with all different cards in the deck which i'll tell you the the person who would be the happiest about this conversation i would imagine jeff Boehner too but from what i understand of mark duplass this is what he wants he yeah. wants a conversational piece when and he, i want when he's to give him project. whatever he wants because i am trying <laughs> to know him yes <laughs> well, i would definitely suggest if you want to get the full download on what he's kind of like as a person as well as what his interests are and things like that He's made at least one, if not two, appearances on You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes that those conversations are incredible. Yeah, and I uh, I felt like I knew him after listening to these conversations. And yet he still didn't reply to any of your letters you I kept know. sending him? What a he, dick. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a very sensitive guy in a great way. Like he's very, uh, he gets very personable with people, but he obviously has his own mental health issues or or uh you know but he understands that he had like a great childhood and like all these things oh, yeah. so uh, obviously and even with him and his brother how often they work together they still have their own problems so he was very open about all these things and i think he's a very selfless individual like if you saw after uh paddleton came out 
he had such high praise for Ray Romano that when the Oscar conversation or award talk conversation started to happen, he started a personal campaign going on everybody's podcast, like podcasts where I'm like, oh, like I know that guy who right. runs that podcast. Like it's not super high end, but enough. And he's on those podcasts going, I'm here to just talk about how great Ray Romano oh. is. And he would talk about Ray Romano for 20 minutes ago. All right, see you later. And that would oh, be man. it. Like, so he is that kind of guy. But also, he seems to like opening up dialogues with his films or the projects that he's involved with versus having something that's fully crystallized. He likes to do character studies. Well, he likes I to do love, slice of life. I love movies where things don't get resolved. I'm fine with a lot of... The, I mean, my preference is tell me a great yarn, but, you know where we kind of see themes and elements and, and, and things that, you know, maybe are a bit more tangible. Yeah. Maybe that is something that I need to work on for myself. But I did also, you know, start watching David Lynch movies because I didn't like them when I was younger. So I was curious to see how I felt. And he definitely doesn't like to wrap anything up or he kind of leaves like a door open or yeah, like a kind of I like that. I know. And and I'm trying to You're evolve. Just, just try I'm trying harder. to emotionally evolve. And obviously I'm also very sensitive to mental illness. So I, I part of me is kind of protective of this character in, in my brain a little bit, maybe too much to kind of go, well, how are we handling this? Not meaning like are we treating her or whatever. It's how is she portrayed is like, because if I'm, you know, if I have someone in my life or myself who's gone through mental illness, would I like to see this type of characterization? Well, I know that speaking from personal experience as someone who myself has, you know, dealt with mental illness. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this movie. I, I, I mean, I, obviously you know when you're sort of in the thick of it you feel one way about your situation but you know here i am on the other side of it and looking back not all of it was terrible yeah and i don't mean to minimize the parts that no that weren't uh, or, or that that uh that were terrible but not all of it was terrible there were there were some uh, the extreme the yarn work yeah like yeah. i you know <laughs> the uh the potholders, the lanyards. Yeah. Like I made some great, I made that popsicle stick lamp. Right. You know, there were some good, <laughs> some good the projects. The real winner was the, the, the crafts we made along the way. Oh my the God, way. the crafts <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, I made a killer vision board and <laughs> therapy. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, on the other side of it, um, I made a lot of great connections because of the way that my brain was functioning at yeah. that time. I was able to connect with people and with uh, experiences in a different way than I am now. Right. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it's you know better now. It's safer now sure. for sure. Yeah. But um, I I don't have reg- regrets. I don't. Um, you know, I'm not somebody who's embarrassed to have. Uh, you know, to have dealt with mental illness right. and to, who deals with mental illness. Yeah. You know, uh, therapy saved my life. I can watch this movie and be like, you know what? Um, 
I appreciate that they, I think there's this misunderstanding when, when you're sort of in, in, a, in a bad spot, when you're sort of, you know, when the, when the illness is taken over and the yeah. illness is ma- making the decisions and the yeah. illness is running the show. Um, you know, I, I was very lucky to have the support of my family and, and friends and, right. you know, whatever. Uh, Something that she obviously does not. Right. Um, but even still, um, we are a logical species, you know, yeah. so there there is this part of it where, you know, the people you love are like, hey, you know, this is weird, right? Right. Like, you know, this isn't reality. Like you... We, we understand that you feel this way and that yeah. you're experiencing things this way, but you know that's not right, right? Yeah, I actually like Jay, Jay Duplass's as the Ethan, as like the, the therapist yeah. in this kind of refocusing and recontextualizing her mental departures, like her rationalization. He, he did it in a very, in a very um, respectful way, yes. I thought, which I yeah. really appreciated. But I think what people forget is that it's not always what what the person with the illness is experiencing isn't what you're experiencing correct you know so it's not it's not a matter of talking them out of it it's not a matter of convincing them otherwise yeah you know it is about reframing it is about sort of uh you know helping them sort of create their own lens to see things through it's not you know and and it's not a one size fits all solution i mean I, I know plenty of people who um, who have, uh, you know, gone through uh, similar uh, experiences and undergone similar treatment uh, to what I did who have had zero success. Yeah. Uh, I know people who uh, are advocates for, uh, you know, medication and advocates yeah. for for this and that uh sure. you know i knew when when i was uh hospitalized i knew people that were getting regular uh shock therapy mm-hmm. you know and that was something that they felt was necessary for them yeah and that is not a road that i no. uh, ever ventured down yeah. um even you know, though ect has evolved but it's uh, yeah. still very but it's very yeah the, but, concerning oh my god and, yeah. and you know so I, you know, the, the way that I, I, that I, the road I took and the methods I use are, are, are not what work for other people. And sure that that's what's so, uh, you know, but, but I, I, I like this movie. I think it portrays mental illness in a way that, um, you know, it's sort of this reminder that you can witness somebody experiencing their mental illness. You yeah. can, you can observe somebody in it. Yeah. But you are not experiencing it yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's it might be absurd. It might be totally out there. But to these people, it's their reality. Perception is reality. Right. You know, like it doesn't it doesn't matter that you don't see the spaceship. Right. If I see the spaceship, right. the spaceship is there. Yeah. In my world, it's there. Right. Yeah. So you can talk me out of it all you want, but I'm getting on the fucking spaceship. Yeah. You know, and, you know, ideally, ideally, you can help you being, you know, the support system can help steer me in a direction that can expose me to options that might get me to consider 
right that the spaceship isn't there yeah and to consider alternative theories but if you can't well then maybe the best place for me to be is on the spaceship yeah you know it's like i hear you "Ah, yeah but i i wasn't insulted by you know by the the route they went with it i i thought it was very tastefully done and it was it was just this reminder that you know sometimes these perceptions uh, the perceptions uh, of the mentally ill are 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 coming from a good place as far as they're concerned. Right. Like she truly was making the best decision for her with what she had to work with. True. Which are, which is unfortunate and an interesting conversation piece to have going forward with the mental health situation that we have in this country as well as obviously what was portrayed here. And I, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is obviously that loving horses is responsible for mental illness. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's... They might indeed be alien creatures. Probably. Look at their long ass faces. <laughs> so weird. It's true. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to hit you with, because uh, we're wrapping up, I'm going to hit you with a couple of quick rapid fire stuff. Oh, n- not a rap battle. No, no, no. no. Okay. Rapid fire. Okay. It's kind of like taking the temperature. Hold on. Let me just delete my rap battle <laughs> notes. <laughs> Doop, beep, boop, boop. Okay. Always makes that noise. Yep. So. <laughs> I have a very old computer. <laughs> Allison Brie, coming into this movie, fan of her previous work? I, liked I her? Like, is that, Was she a selling point for this movie? And how did you feel about her after? She was in three major shows. so I had Okay, to, had to so tell me what so. they are. Cause Community? I hated that show. Okay. Now I know who she is. She's that girl I hated from Community. <laughs> I hated that show. I'm glad I'm oh, I up hated it for you. I she was also that. in Mad Men. Uh, I don't care about that, except for John Hamm. And she's in Glow right now on, on Netflix. I don't care about any of those things, <laughs> but I do know that I hated the show Community. Gotcha. Okay, so obviously not a selling point to this movie. No. Did you enjoy her in this? I did very much. Yeah. Very much. So it might have turned you around. Yeah, maybe. So you're going to go now binge seasons of Community. Oh, no. (laughs) No. No. I'm so angry again. Uh, All right, so I'll twist it up. Best person in this movie for you outside of Alison Brie? Because the movie is mostly her story, but best person you enjoyed outside of that oh well okay well i'm tempted to say jd plus because i'm just, he's good whatever because he's great yeah um and that's fine but, that's a fine answer like but i feel like i'm also just saying that because it's him and he could have come out and just you know said one word and i'd be like right. he stole the show yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so i'll say molly shannon Okay. I really enjoyed, like, she nailed that character. Especially, uh, she absolutely did. And We've all worked with that person, like you said, that really maternal, like, yeah. I still know mine. Yeah. Shout out to Carolyn. I think, I, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, still my favorite. Uh, oh there my are still God. people, like, especially yeah. with Facebook, that they could just perpetually follow you around your oh life. My God. And it's just, oh. it's tragic. Uh, for me, I think it was John Reynolds, who I didn't really know him. He hasn't really had anything huge. Who the hell is John Reynolds? He is Darren, the... Oh, Darren, the, non-Seacrest the, Darren, Darren. Right, the non-Seacrest. Where Alison Brie is like, I love water, and he's like, same. Right. And then they're in love. Because I've... Every guy has been there 
to be like, I just got out of a terrible relationship where I was powerless or it was toxic and you are just trying so hard to just and get it, laid or oh my get back out there or whatever your and intentions are. And it starts are. off great and then they say, oh. And you end up going, that sounded crazy, but I could play with oh my this God. for a while. Ah, that's a red flag, probably. But you know, we're having fun. I felt for him so bad. So many of them. Oh my god! And he was so fun. He has this almost like he has a very adorable nature about him, and like because he wanted, yeah. Oh my god! Even when like he went in for a kiss and she hugged him like three times, he's like, yeah, you okay? Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, just he's so Yeah. yeah, and I've. Like your twenties are like full of those fucking moments where you're just like, I met you only tonight. You told me you love me. That's weird, but uh, I think we should date for six to eight months again. Right? Yeah, it's probably a red flag of anything that you know. Oh, we did. On a side note, yeah. uh, Did you know that you're supposed to lean forward when you get a bloody nose? I thought everybody I was not. still leaning back. So many lies. I thought everybody yeah. was still leaning back. I know. That like that takeaway alone, this movie's a keeper. Yeah. The only person leaning back, Fat Joe. And he's not even fat anymore. Who's Fat Joe? <laughs> you don't remember that uh, 90s song, Lean Back? Oh, Lean yeah. Back. Terror Squad? Any of that? All right. Who am I talking to? Anyway. <laughs> Again, I watched yeah. three movies and house hunters <laughs> all big fans uh so one other question i'm sure is near and dear to your heart especially oh. in the mental illness game what's your favorite mental illness uh, well, please. <laughs> so many i have so many between you and your true crime stuff of like you know, <laughs> homicidal tendencies it's like oh, oh my god the, but is it actually a full mental breakdown if you don't get if you can naked in a public space. Oh. Man, that is the best kind of mental breakdown to It have. is pretty sweet, yeah. But, uh... Ugh. There's nothing like full bush in an A.C. Moore or wherever the I hell like supposed to, think, to be. Now, I like to think... See, and I and I have been hospitalized, and I, and I, I, I feel very strongly that even mid-breakdown, I was like, oh, I'm going to shave. <laughs> like I feel like you know oh, I just want to be prepared I just want to be pre- oh for sure like yeah. I'm going to shave my legs you don't know how long you're going to be in there true oh my god that's yeah. at least a 72 hour hold <laughs> you know like your your leg hair is going to be growing out like, right you know the pants uh, you know just uh, <laughs> it's all about fashion and grooming when I think mental illness I do yeah <laughs> I mean I do uh <laughs> but also is it a true breakdown if you can sew like i can't use my sewing machine now here's what i'll say there's a lot of leaps of faith in in this movie about what is reality what's the break what's actually happening even if she had to hem a pair of pants what i will say i sooner believe that she is a clone or that she was abducted by aliens than I did that she actually made a functional ninja outfit out of essentially drapes. I don't know. I With a full back that closed and hugged her ass. Okay. 
She was full Mortal you Kombat. You cannot underestimate in peach drapes. <laughs> I, you cannot underestimate what people can create when their brain is messed up. It's you true. Can't. You can't. I. It's like people on cocaine deadlifting your car. I invented edible makeup on cocaine. That became a thing. Okay. And one time I dropped a lot of acid and invented the flat bottom taco shell, which also became a thing. Wow. Yes. Those you are, both... are a hero right now. I'm a now. hero. Yeah. Uh, did I profit? No. No. Because I was a crazy person on drugs. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I mean, that that's the lesson (laughs) you know that's the that's the takeaway here is you can't the lesson is yeah you need to record a podcast when you're on drugs to get those ideas to crystallize and be immortalized yeah that's that's how they get it's about copyright it really is you know that's how shark tank should be there should be a version of shark tank where all the people doing the pitches are fucked up out of their heads oh my god that would be incredible or not or just it'd be terrible. largely bad, but but every some of the ideas while. that cr- come out of there, oh my god, oh my god. So so obviously you enjoyed this movie. I did. You would recommend this movie to others. I would recommend this movie to like three people. <laughs> I would not like. I wouldn't be like, Mom, what are you doing today? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You um, want to see a? I would. I would spiraling I, mental I, case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is filled not with like, alien activity. Um, and well, a ramp. Oh my God! How did you know about the? Ramp? How did you know about the ramp? <laughs> like, uh, um, it's such a random prop. I know. I uh, I don't know. I would definitely recommend it to some people, but also I would worry too that like for some people, like I, it could be triggering. Very true. You know? I've seen so many shows now where they literally put the trigger warning up top like with the rating they should do that with life <laughs> you know what my biggest trigger <laughs> is life. fucking life yeah okay, i wake up i'm like oh triggered yeah <laughs> i just go back to bed <laughs> well this has been a delight though You're you delight. are my specific favorite brand of mental illness so thanks that's uh, that's what, what you need to find what brand life, is right? this <laughs> <laughs> am i in like an off brand <laughs> yes oh 100 percent but it's wildly enjoyable so thank you for doing this you are now uh the second person to be in the five timer club (gasps) i did it i know oh my god you got the thumb you know for when i pass out the rings for uh for every guest that happens oh my god right that podcasters do i feel like at the very least uh you should make me a lanyard that's at the very least (laughs) we are not friends yes you don't make me a lanyard Or at least a dream catcher. If you made me a dream catcher, I would make fun of you so bad, and then I would treasure it forever. Of course. <laughs> be the nicest thing ever. Uh, something that I also treasure is your humor, and you are a very good stand-up. Do you have some stuff to plug? Uh, I, on this? I know you're very involved uh doing your studies i know Ugh. uh so i know you're a very busy person so it's okay it's i know fine. you just had a show saturday so obviously you have uh, so i'm headlining a... the show at tap rock uh this weekend that's for right. valentine's day yeah i'm gonna make people fall in love very cool break up i'm not sure if the episode will be out by then so do you have anything after that coming up 
stuff in March. Uh, March 13th, I'll be at Trinity on Main in New Britain. I'll be hosting that. Very nice. March 21st at Best Video in Hamden. May 17th, Boston Harbor Distillery in my favorite place, Dorchester, Massachusetts. Of course. My old stomping grounds. That's right. And uh, May 29th and 30th at Retro in Derby, Connecticut with Pat Oates. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's what I got for now. And uh, hopefully getting some A's in my exams. Hell yeah. Then a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> We have to end it there. Thanks, Mel. <laughs>